0: Why, howdy there folks. Uh, this is Richard. Um, this one is actually a compilation of some minis that we had from Patreon because I you know, just want to let everyone see what they're missing out on over there. So yeah, this is episode seven and eight of our minis. I think we're up to like 16 or 17 or something like that now. So there's tons more to listen to over at patreon.com slash moderate pod anyway uh we will be coming at you next week with another normal episode we'll just toss in some of these little compilations every now and again so you good folk at home can you know not miss out on more good moderately mediocre you know okay anyway uh hey enjoy and as always thank you Uh, 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 um uh, 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 mini minis Moderately mediocre. Mini.
1: It's not tall.
0: It's short. It's Minnie. It is. It's not Mickey.
1: It's Minnie. Thanks. It's not me. It's you. And Minnie. Whoops.
0: Howdy, Mod Potters. Welcome. Hey
1: hey, hey. hey. Hi. Hey. Oh no. Hey. Hi. Hi. It's it's us.
0: It's us. Welcome. Uh, this is our first Patreon Minnie. Very exciting.
1: How you? How's it going, guys?
0: So we're we're just we're just you know we're just vibing here. Just you know. We just want you guys to vibe with us. Give you a little something extra, something fun. So what we've done is just kind of found some fun little uh, news.
1: Yeah. News. Consider to talk these to you guys about. episodes kind of like you know you have a good burger, and that's our regular episodes. Yeah. But you know what would make the burger
0: great some coleslaw
1: and cheese
0: some cheese this is the coleslaw and cheese we're the coleslaw and cheese of your dessert dinner
1: for your dinner burger free burgers
0: i don't know what's happening anymore
1: that's what this episode is
0: it's a late night
1: but you're gonna go first
0: i'm gonna go first okay um uh, so recently this this is actually pretty topical
1: uh, topical I, just reminded I, me of ointments and i'm not sure
0: Ooh, i don't like that I'm going off an article from Insider, which I don't know how reputable Insider is. Mm. It feels not. But, um... On December 2nd, the world got its first glimpse at America's new stealth bomber, the B-21 Raider. Among the many details drawing the public's attention, few stand out quite as much as its unusual windshield or windscreens. So, uh... This actually isn't the article that I wanted to be looking at.
1: A B fifty two. It's
0: it's not it's not quite the B fifty two. This is the B twenty one. So I did find one that. Uh, oh my god! Why is it not opened up to what I wanted it to be opened up to? This is very upsetting.
1: I think we should also probably um, introduce what the differences between these are and our regular episodes are.
0: Hi everybody! This is our mini. This is our first mini. If you're listening to us on Patreon, you're going to know that this is just
1: a couple little is an extra it's an extra but how is it different
0: it's different because it's different
1: okay we should hammer this down
0: yeah (laughs) no we're so basically with these minis we just want to get like you know you guys might be listening and be like you know what i would love just a little bit more of tj and richard Like, I just want to hear a little bit more of them talking about things. And this is very much things that we're just going to be talking about. It's not going
1: to be full-length episodes such as the last, like, our our regular episodes. They're more going to be, like, if there's something current that happens.
0: Yeah. So it'll be current. Like, not necessarily current, but it's going to be articles that we find on things. Yeah. So we're looking around, like, 15 minutes maybe i don't know we we we're, we're just going to like find some things and i have found some things and i think i think you have too
1: all right all right Hit me with the things so <laughs> is this the one
0: this is the one the f- uh we <laughs> we we're, we're, we're going from insider to northrop grunman oh i don't like that i don't know what that is but i have to read this in the most american accent that i can
1: i will throw up but it's fine
0: so for anyone wondering the b-21 stealth bomber is a brand new sixth generation this is not my american accent the (laughs) b-21 bomber is a brand new sixth generation stealth bomber that is a plane it's a plane okay it more of a jet, I a guess, jet. than a plane. But it is the absolute top of its class in that the entire thing that it can do, as a stealth bomber, typically stealth bombers are not picked up on radar because of their general shape and stuff. It bounces radar waves backwards that don't allow it to be picked up. This one, on the contrary, has both the ability to bounce the radar waves back and totally create radar waves that show an entirely different style of plane where it should be or somewhere around where it should be so it can be flying and be like oh no this is just passenger plane zx-21 but in reality it's a stealth bomber carrying a nuclear payload so
1: phenomenal
0: so here it comes. In my most American accent, this is going to be my American military accent. Are Talk you ready? Ready. So, <clears throat> the future of long-range strike. When it comes to delivering America's resolve, the B-21 Raider will be standing by silent and ready. We are providing America's warfighters with an advanced aircraft offering a combination of range, payload, and survivability. The B-21 Raider will be compatible of penetrating the toughest defenses to deliver precision strikes anywhere in the world. The B-21 is the future of deterrence.
1: I really don't know why this is sounding like a fucking Ford commercial.
0: Because that's exactly what it is. So 10 quick facts about the B-21. Quick max. B-21 Raider benefits from more than three decades of strike and stealth technology. It is the next evolution of the Air Force strategic bomber fleet. Developed with the next generation of stealth technology, advanced networking capabilities, and open systems architecture, the B-21 is optimized for the high-end threat environment. It will play a critical role to help Air Force meet its next complex missions.
1: Oh, sweet Christmas.
0: Yeah, this really just sounds like them being like... Hey, yeah, it's a stealth plane. You know what stealth planes can do? It can be stealthy.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: So number two, stealth.
1: Oh, great.
0: (laughs) Northrop Grunman is continuously advancing technology, employing new manufacturing techniques and materials to ensure the B-21 will will defeat the anti-access area denial systems it will face. Number three, it's the backbone of the fleet. The of B-21 course. Raider It's the backbone a of backbone the household. Of the future. The B-21
1: refills the Brita filter. <laughs> uh. I've killed him. I've killed him. <coughs> no, Richard. Not today. I'm okay. Think of the children.
0: I ain't got none. Oh. Anyway, it's the backbone of the fleet. Number four is a digital bomber. Take that as what you want. I'm not going to get into it. The next is a Take that for what you want. <laughs> number five, it operates on cloud technology. You oh, know? I don't like that. You know what that is? It flies in the clouds. Number six, oh. open architecture. To meet the evolving threat environment, the B21 has been designed for day one for rapid upgradability. You know what that means? Nope. Can that be upgraded?
1: Oh, it can't be upgraded. No, it it can.
0: can. Number seven, a national team. Since contract award in 2015, Northrop Grunman has been assembled a national-wide team to design, test, and build the world's most advanced strike aircraft. The B-21 includes more than 8,000 people from the Northrop Grunman industry, partners of the Air Force. The team consists of more than 400 suppliers across 40 states.
1: Jesus Christ. You
0: know what that sounds like?
1: Republicans. (laughs)
0: all right number eight sustainment
1: what does that mean
0: can work for a long time i hope so yeah
1: sustainment
0: i would hope so because this airplane costs somewhere in the billions of dollars of course it did number nine global reach it's a nuclear it's a nuclear drop plane it can reach anywhere in the world (laughs) yep on a single flight That's very terrifying. Number 10 simply states that it is Raider. I don't like it. Raider is a very scary thing. I I
1: don't like that.
0: Raider is named of the... Doolittle Raid of World War II when 80 airmen led by Lieutenant Colonel James, aka Jimmy Doolittle, and his 16 B-25 Mitchell Medium Bombers set off on a mission that changed the course of World War II. I don't
1: like it. I want him to do less.
0: (laughs) The actions of these 80 volunteers were instrumental in shifting momentum in the Pacific Theater. This marked the Raid as a catalyst to a multitude of future in U.S. air superiority from land or sea. The courageous spirit of the Doolittle Raiders is the inspiration behind the name of the B-21 Raider. If you guys get a chance to go and look this up, go look up a picture of the B-21 Raider. It was unveiled very recently. Terrifying looking thing.
1: I don't like it.
0: The fact that it can drop nuclear warheads anywhere in the world, very scary. The fact that 10 facts that you need to know about the (laughs) The B-21 didn't tell you anything that you need to know about the B-21 should tell you all that you need to know about the B-21.
1: That is the best thing I think you've ever said. Yes, correct. Check, check, check to all of that. Thank you. I don't want it.
0: And with that, what you got? What you bringing me today?
1: Now I have to like calm my fucking nerves. Calm
0: your nerves with what you've brought me.
1: All right. I'm coming in hot and heavy with a Miriam Webster associated Merriam-Webster. article from APnews.com. Not sure what that is, but I just looked it up. So. AP
0: News. Uh, alpha Predator.
1: <laughs> what is wrong with you? A Could lot. have just been Apple Pear. Okay? Apple Pear
0: News i love apple pear news um
1: but the title is gaslighting is miriam webster's word of the year for 2022 Ooh. i didn't really know this was a thing but apparently you
0: never been gaslighting people
1: no i i know oh i know what gas i know yeah, you do what gaslighting is i do not
0: you gaslighting when? me right now i
1: don't <laughs> i'll explain it okay So basically, I didn't realize that, um, you know, with the ever-increasing word, what is it? Autocorrect? That I feel like, you know, dictionaries are trying to find a better way to stay relevant. And I feel like Merriam-Webster, this is their thing. I feel like Spotify's Wrapped is Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year.
0: Oh, my God. So Is Merriam-Webster gaslighting us? Maybe. Shit.
1: Uh, I don't know. Anyways, so... It starts with gaslighting, and I'm just going to define it quickly. It's most broadly known as a behavior that's mind-manipulating and grossly misleading, also downright deceitful. Um, (laughs) So basically, lookups for the word uh, gaslighting, which is just one word. Um, on merriam increased 1,740% in 2022 over the year before.
0: What's Merriam-Webster.com? Is it just like the... It's like a
1: dictionary. So Merriam-Webster is the, dic- the, the dictionary.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like the like the silly dictionary. What's that one? Urban? Urban dictionary. Okay. Yeah, I'm different. Sorry, sorry. very different. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, something... Oh, a shoe. That's oh, a... Ad, my guy okay okay it's a word that has risen so quickly in the english language and especially in the last four years that it actually came as a surprise to me and many of us this was said by peter sokolowski miriam webster's editor at large um this was essentially so i think that the way that they do it is that they go through the data see how much a word was looked up just through a the course of that specific year, not like years past, because of course there's like the most looked up word of all would be like something that's older, the right, like something something that's way way, up, way back sure, in the day. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it was looked up frequently every single day of this year. Hmm. There was um, a whole lot of other words too that made the word that were high in the list, and I'll explain those later. Um, but basically. A gaslighting is a heinous tool. A heinous tool. Yeah, I like that word, hey.
0: I love heinous
1: tool frequently used by abusers in relationships and by politicians and other newsmakers. It can happen between romantic partners within a broader family unit among friends. It can be a corporate tactic or a way to mislead the public. There's also medical gaslighting when a healthcare professional dismisses a patient's symptoms or illness as all in your head.
0: Ooh, that's not a good one. Yeah, no.
1: I also think that it's also present within the medical community of people who are overweight or people who are are fat um, that are basically going to these doctors with legitimate concerns about other things and they just get passed off as oh you just need to lose weight
0: i see what you're saying i'm um, just gonna be like you watch or you're saying." no
1: no i'm totally behind the whole like this is fucked up like sure, sure, this sure. is so ridiculous yeah, that no, people actually don't get the care that they need and deserve based off of the fact that the doctor's fat phobic huh anyways um I could go on and on. But this year I was like, man, this is probably like gaslighter the previously known Dixie Chicks, they changed their name to Chicks. Um Wait, what? Yeah, they changed it I think that it has like racial connota- connotation. Oh shit. I Same way same even reason why. Um Lady their Lady Antebellum is now Lady A. Oh. Because of of historical racist Context. I
0: literally don't know anything. I I thought the Dixie Chicks like, didn't exist. Chicks.
1: What? They do.
0: <laughs> I didn't know they were still doing
1: things. Oh yeah. So basically, what happened? I don't know the ins and outs of it, but apparently, this was hot Apparently, like back back when it happened, um, the lead singer had a nasty old divorce, and uh, basically wrote an entire album about it
0: so taylor swift
1: yes but like almost to the nth degree because like her husband was like don't you dare like write an album about me. Was he
0: gaslighting her?
1: That's why the song is called, yeah, this is like gaslighter. I was doing a terrible job singing I that,
0: actually don't know the song at all. It's I'm called sorry. Gaslighter, and I thought okay. that was
1: the reason why this might have like triggered like a, a large uprising, but apparently, according to this article, it says despite its relative recent prominence, including Gaslighter, in the Chicks 2020 album featuring the rousingly angry titular single, what does titular mean?
0: Like, Titanic. Okay. Big.
1: Okay. The word was brought to life more than 80 years ago with Gaslight, a 1938 play by Patrick Hamilton. What? It birthed two film adaptations in the 1940s, one George Cukor.
0: Sure. I'm not going to say Cucker.
1: Cucker? Cucker's <laughs> Gaslight in 1944 starred Ingrid Bergman as Paula Alquist and you Charles- I Bergman was in that? I don't know who that is, my gosh. Shit.
0: She's super famous.
1: Oh. Paula Alquist and Charles Boyer as uh, Gregory Anton. The two marry after a whirlwind romance, and Gregory turns out to be a champion gaslighter. Among other instances, he insists her complaints over the constant dimming of their London townhouses gaslights is a figment of her troubled mind, and it Interesting. wasn't. The death of Angela Lansbury in October drove some interest in lookups of the words. S- uh, Sokolowski said she played the nanny... Or er, no, no. Sorry, she played Nancy Oliver, a young maid hired by Gregory and told not to bother his high strung wife.
0: Man, you know what? Angela Lansbury was the real one.
1: Uh the term phenomenal gas phenomenal actress. I don't I don't know these people.
0: Have you ever watched uh, no never mind.
1: What? Try me.
0: No, Angela Lansbury is in so many things. She was in uh Oh my god, why can't I think? Bed knobs and broomsticks.
1: No, alright, you mind. got me All you right. got me lost, my guy. Alright um it was also used later by mental health practitioners to clinically describe a form of prolonged coercive control in abusive relationships um it's basically like an implication that there's intentional deception so basically you have somebody who is intentionally withholding information and likely Man, we, could,
0: we could get into an entire episode about this yeah we what, won't what's the one um uh, but munchausen via proxy do you know what that is?
1: Yeah, it's that that Oof. that um, condition where you th- there, there, is it been... you think you're sick or you think somebody's sick but you take M- care of
0: Munchausen them? is I think you think you're sick, but like via proxy is there's been a bunch of famous cases of this where it's like a mother convinces oh, yes, her yeah. daughter that she has like leukemia kind of deal for years.
1: Yeah, we won't get into that. There's we're a not gonna whole, get into that. There's there's a whole that's Netflix an entire thing.
0: episode worth of that. Also, a great next Netflix thing. <coughs> I'm losing my
1: words. I'm losing my voice. Uh... Okay, so I'll I'll end it with the uh, other top ten words. The that other were... top ten. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll oligarch.
0: Oligarch. You know what an oligarch is? No. Does it tell?
1: It just says driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
0: Oligarch is kind of like a ruled by a single leader kind of deal like a king or something
1: i gotcha i figured it would be
0: let me look up the actual definition for oligarchy is it I like forget.
1: like a yeah it almost sounds like you know those words like patriarchy matriarchy it's one of those kind of legally means like multiple
0: oh i'm sorry actually oligarchy is a small group of people having control yeah. of a country. Organization so or institution.
1: Oleg would be all multiple. of the
0: Garks.
1: Well, there's, there's a taxonomical.
0: What's the next one? I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Yeah. Omnicron.
0: Omicron. Omicron. <laughs>
1: uh, the persistent COVID 19 variant, of course. Blah, blah, also blah.
0: a villain in Transformers, probably.
1: Codify. Oh. As in turning abortion rights into federal law. Oh. Because we had that this year, I think this is a great thing to as like a holiday episode too, kinda. Because then it's yeah. like you know, it's like the end of the year type thing. Queen Consort, which is King Charles's wife, Camilla. Oh. Uh, raid, as in the second, or as in the search for the former president Donald Trump's mar a raid. Yeah. Oh
0: my God! Okay. Did you?
1: We read that right? Like there we was, yeah, yeah. There was an, sentient. Which lookups brought on by Google canning the engineer who claimed an unreleased AI system had become sentient. Oh,
0: I remember reading a little bit about that spooky stuff.
1: Spooky stuff.
0: That's also an entire episode.
1: Yep. Cancel culture. We all know about that. Uh, LGBTQIA, actually, which I was like kind of. It was like okay, as long as people are like looking it up, trying to educate yeah. themselves on it. I Lesbian,
0: gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, and asexual. Aromatic?
1: Like aromatic? Oh, ar- <laughs> yeah, aromatic.
0: Ar- I thought it said aromatic, and I was like, are these just people that smell good?
1: Yeah, no. I I think all of these people smell good. People within the qu- queer community regularly smell phenomenal. Probably.
0: Um, Lomi.
1: Yeah. Lomi, which many world users tried back in August, and they thought the right word for that day was clown.
0: <laughs> do you know what Lomi means? Not a clue. Neither do I. We're going to look it up real co- Oh, you're just going to look I can it up just,
1: here. Yeah, I can just click it.
0: Oh, it's giving us Why an article. Why is there not what we want. damn article? No articles. I'm going to look it up.
1: I just want Lomi. to
0: get it. Lomi. Loamy means uh, denoting or relating to a fertile soil of clay and sand containing hummus, walnut trees before moist, well-drained loamy soil. Hmm. And that's uh, that's what you got.
1: That's what you got. You we don't always are... get what you want, but that's what you got. You so gaslighting, ladies and gentlemen.
0: always get what and you want. And non-binary folk,
1: too. I always say ladies and gentlemen, but I need to stop. I know. I'm sorry, folks. Basically, though, gaslighting... Um,
0: it's not being very nice.
1: Yeah, you should make it a trend in 2023 to just fucking not.
0: <laughs> yeah. You hear that? Being fucking stupid, don't gaslight people. Yeah. That's not what gaslighting is, I'm sorry. That's just being mean.
1: No, being gaslit is like when you're purposely like making somebody believe that they're stupid.
0: Are you seriously trying to gaslight? No, I can't even do it.
1: Or gaslighting, I guess, is when you have gaslight lanterns and you keep dimming them and you tell your wife that they're not dim and <laughs> she says, but they are dim and you say, No, they're not, honey, that's you, and she gets very confused and loses that her is mind.
0: That's a much better example. <laughs> Thank you. Um Anyways, we're at we're at midnight here. We're we're losing. Oh our my minds. fucking
1: God, it is twelve. I can't believe that. It's tomorrow. Anyway, Thank you, folks,
0: for listening to, uh... You better like
1: this extra, this little condiment, this spicy mayo you're getting here tonight because I'm so tired tomorrow. We'll be
0: bringing more.
1: I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go to bed now.
0: Me too. Goodbye, folks. Bye. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, hi, hey. It's me. Hi, hi, hey. You did that. You did Hi. that last time. It's me again. It's you again. Welcome back. And uh, Welcome. for everyone listening, hey, thank you so much for supporting us uh, here on Patreon. We're coming at you do with you know what, uh, uh, what? I was
1: just gonna say. Do you, Do you know what rhymes with uh, I sh- shmuv to? Uh no i love you thank you for the support (laughs) patreon
0: (laughs) no for real thank you so much guys uh you are the reason that we are here and the reason that we are here is because you are here too so uh wait anyway um yeah this is our don't
1: follow that this is
0: our nice little christmas mini so naturally do uh do you know what kind of gift i'm bringing to the, the listeners today
1: do I know what kind of gift you're bringing? Do
0: you know what kind of gift I'm bringing to the Patreons? Pa- Patreons? patrons, Patr- pa- People? To-, to our good our good people?
1: Uh, the gift of uh, tidings and joy. Or is it comfort? Oh, fuck. Is it...
0: Neither! It's true crime tidings. serial killers. Okay. Everyone loves a good...
1: With a little bit of stuffing?
0: Uh, well, I don't know if there's any stuffing that goes on in this, but... Uh... I am reading out of one of my birthday gifts from my my dear girlfriend, uh, and it's a, a book of unusual knowledge. So we're gonna we're gonna start here today with a couple of these. Are you are you excited? You strapped in? You ready for you, you jingling your bells?
1: My bells are being jingled.
0: Perfect. <laughs> All right. Ew. We're gonna start with the clairvoyant crime buster, and the little excerpt up at the top is. Before there were TV shows such as Ghost Whisperer and Medium, which make the idea of solving crimes through ESP seem almost commonplace, there was a psychic detective, Arthur Price Roberts.
1: Can can I, can I ask him questions? Yeah, go right ahead. What does clairvoyant mean? Clairvoyant
0: is like like ESP medium. It's like the ability to be like, oh, I see in your future, the 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 the, you're you're going to have twelve children run over by a car. Yeah. Anyway, that that's clairvoyance.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. So. And ESP was my other question. I guess that's also
0: extra sensitive people. That's not what it stands for. I have no idea what it actually stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Let's let's do a quick little look. ESP, not the ESP guitar. Uh, extrasensory perception is what that stands for. Ooh. So the. You know, okay. That's like when you when you feel the ghosts in the background. Okay.
1: Yep, got it.
0: He saw dead people. A modest man born in Wales in 1866, Roberts deliberately avoided a formal education because he believed too much learning could stifle his unusual abilities. As a young man, he moved to Milwaukee. It was there that the man who never learned to read was nicknamed Doc. One of his earliest well-known cases involved a baffling incident in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. A man named Duncan McGregor suddenly went missing in July 1905, leaving no clue as to his whereabouts. Police searched for him for months. Finally, his desperate wife decided to visit the psychic detective who had already made a name for himself in Milwaukee. She didn't even have to explain the situation to Roberts. He knew immediately upon meeting her who she was. Robert's dedica- uh sorry, Robert meditated on the vanished man and then sadly had to tell Mrs. McGregor that her husband had been murdered and that his body was in the Peshtigo River, caught near the bottom in a pile of timbers. Robert proved correct in every detail, which means may- maybe he did it, you know, never, you know, Spill. Mystery of the Mad Bombers. Robert solved numerous documented cases. He helped a Chicago man find his brother who had traveled to Albuquerque and had not uh, been heard from in months. Roberts predicted that the brother's body would be found in a certain spot in Devil's Canyon. And yet again, it was. Oh, TJ has vanished. I think her laptop has died, so I'm going to pause here. Well, he didn't predict TJ disappearing yet. Here we are. She's...
1: In true moderately mediocre fashion, my computer decided to update during this podcast recording. So I hereby give you Richard, continuing as if the show must go on. I'll add to it, and the end.
0: I think our computer just restarted. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on for for my lovely folk, the, the patrons here. Um, after coming up with new evidence uh, for an 11th hour pardon, I'm not entirely sure what that is so take that as you want. Roberts saved a Chicago man named Ignates Potts who had uh, been condemned to die for a murder he didn't commit. But his biggest and most famous coup came in 1935 when he correctly predicted that Milwaukee would be hit by six large dynamite explosions and a loose town, uh, sorry, and lose a town hall, banks and police stations. People snickered. Such destruction was unheard of in Milwaukee. Roberts made his prediction on October 18th of that year. In little more than a week, the Milwaukee era entered a time of terror. First, a town hall in the outlying community of Shorewood, that's not Shorewood, that's Shorewood, was blasted, killing two children and wounding many other people. A few weeks later, the mad bombers hit two banks and two police stations. Federal agents descended upon the city, and several local officers were assigned to work solely on solving the bombings. Finally, the police went to Roberts to learn what was coming next. Roberts told them one more blast was in the works, and that it would be south of the Menominee River, and that it would be the final bomb. Police took him at his word and blanketed the arrow, area with officers and sharpshooters. And sure enough, on November 4th, a garage in the predicted area was blown to smithereens in an explosion that could be heard from uh, as far away as 8 miles. Uh, The terrorists, two young men ages 18 and 21, had been hard at work in the building assembling 50 pounds of dynamite when their plan literally backfired. Few people argued with Robert's abilities after that. His final fortune. Roberts's, Roberts's, Roberts, Roberts's eeriest prediction, however, may have been that of his own death in November nineteen thirty one. Sorry, in November nineteen thirty nine. I'm having trouble speaking. TJ's is not even here.
1: Okay, but like that's kind of just me emulating from you. Let's be honest. Uh,
0: he told a group of friends that he would be leaving this world on January second. Leaving
1: this world.
0: And he did, passing quietly in his own home on the exact date. Many of his amazing accomplishments will probably never be known because a lot of his work uh, was done secretly for various law enforcement agencies. But Doc Roberts had an undeniable gift, and he died in the secure knowledge that he had used it to help others as best he could. And that is the end of the story of the clairvoyant crime buster.
1: Sweet Very Christmas. Exciting.
0: But we're not quite done with the episode. dun dun. dun. Up, this one is simply titled crime and punishment with the uh, the little header being a tale of greed and murder ushered in a new era of forensic science which is very exciting so here we go are you ready are you strapped in is everyone having a good time
1: here for a good time not a long time my guy no
0: well i am so we'll keep going jack graham's mother daisy king knew her only son was no angel Barely into his twenties, Graham had little patience for lawful employment, and he'd already been convicted of check forgery and running illegal booze. By night, 19- Remember when booze is illegal, folks? Anyway. By 1953, however, it seemed that Graham was settling down. He'd married and had two children. His mother, a successful businesswoman, bought a house in Colorado for the young couple. Jeez, uh, can you imagine just getting gifted a house? Anyway. Uh, built a drive-in restaurant and made Graham its manager. But the drive-in lost money. Graham blamed his mother's meddling in the management, but he later admitted he had skimmed money. He also confessed to vandalizing the place twice, once by smashing the front window and the second time by rigging a gas explosion to destroy equipment that he'd used as a security for a personal loan. A new pickup truck Graham bought mysteriously stalled on a railway track with predictable results. This, too, proved to be an attempt at an insurance fraud. Flight to Doom. In the fall of 1955, King wanted to see her daughter in Alaska, so she prepared for her trip there via Portland and Seattle. On November 1st, Graham saw her off uh, on United Airlines Flight 629. 11 minutes after takeoff, the plane exploded in the sky. 40 people, 44 people died, including Daisy King. FBI agents were soon at the crash site to help identify bodies. The painstaking task of gathering wreckage from a three-mile trail of scraps began. By November 4th, civil aeronautics investigators concluded that the sabotage was likely the case of the disaster. Criminal investigations joined the FBI technical teams. Families of passengers and crew members were interviewed, while uh, technicians reassembled the plane's misdirection. Oh, sorry. Well, technicians reassembled the plane's midsection, where the explosion likely occurred. In the wreckage, bomb fragments and explosive residue were identified avalanche of evidence. Inevitably, investigators took an interest in Graham. Not only would he receive a substantial inheritance from his mother's estate, but he had also taken out a $37,500 travel insurance policy on her. Moreover, he had a criminal record and, according to witnesses, a history of heated arguments with his mother. Graham was first interviewed on November 10th in a search for his property on November 12th. Agents discover a small roll of primer cord Uh, in a shirt pocket, and a copy of the travel insurance policy secreted in a small box. Circumstantial evidence, including that provided by his wife, half-sister, and acquaintances, contradicted his statements. Finally, Graham admitted that he'd built a bomb and placed it in his mother's luggage. On November 14th, he was uh, arraigned? arraigned on charges of sabotage, At the time, the charge did not carry the death penalty, so he was brought back into court on November 17th and charged with first-degree murder. A case of firsts. Despite the confession, investigators continued to gather evidence, putting together uh, what may have been the most scientifically detailed case in the U.S. history up to that date. The case had five other firsts as well. Uh, Sorry, just other firsts, no five. I'm crazy it was the first case of mass murder in the united states via airplane explosion graham's trial which began on april 16th 1956 also marked marked the first time tv cameras were pointed to uh, to air a live broadcast of a courtroom trial on may 5th 1956 the jury needed only 69 nice minutes to find graham guilty on January 11th, 1957, he was executed at the Colorado State Penitentiary, remorseless to the end. And that is the tale of Jack Graham, crime and punishment. So, we're going to we're going to bring in one more. This one is simply titled A Tangled Web. All right. So called Black Widows. Women who marry and then kill their spouses, and sometimes family for profit, stand out for their sheer unlikelihood as perpetrators. The following black widows got caught up in their own webs. Number one. Artiste of arsenic. Norwegian immigrant Belle Polsdatter, uh, known as the Black Widow of the Heartland, was married for 17 years before her husband died and she collected 8000 in life insurance. Bell moved her family to La Porte, Indiana, where she married wealthy widower Peter Gunnis, who later died when a meat grinder tumbled from a high shelf and landed on his head. His death was ruled accidental, and Bell collected Peter's insurance money and his estate. Bell advertised for farmhands in a newspaper that catered to immigrants. Of those who responded, Bell hired the ones who came with a sturdy bank account as well as a sturdy back. Laborers came and went, and some simply disappeared. After the Gunnis farmhouse burned to the ground in 1908, the bodies of Bell's children and an unidentified headless female were found in the cellar. A search of the property revealed the bodies of Bell's suitors and laborers buried in the hog pen. Some were killed by arsenic, others by skull trauma. The widow was nowhere to be found. Bell's remaining Bochum Farhand was convinced, uh, I don't know what that word is, convinced for murdering Bell and her family. However, the identity of the headless corpse was never determined, leading some to believe that Bell staged the entire thing and escaped. Ooh. Next up, the giggling grandmother. From the mid-1920s to the mid-50s, Nanny Doss left a trail of corpses. Her mother, two sisters, a nephew, and a grandson. A mother of four trapped in an unhappy marriage marriage nanny murdered two of her children with rat poison before her first husband left her she collected on the children's life insurance policies nanny married three more times but each husband contracted a mysterious stomach ailment and died leaving his widow his insurance settlement home and estate the doctor of nanny's fifth husband ordered an autopsy which showed rat poison in his systems after her arrest the bodies of her former spouses were exhumed all showed traces of poison nanny giggled as she confessed her crimes to the police uh, earning her the name the giggling grandmother spooky and finally the last one that i'm bringing you you lovely patrons and listeners and friends today except tj because she's not here anymore nobody buys the doppelganger bit Frank Hilly had been married to Marie for more than 20 years when he was admitted to the hospital with stomach pain and diagnosed with acute uh, infectious hepatitis in 1975. He died within a month, and Marie collected on his life insurance policy. Three years later, she took out a life insurance policy on her daughter, Carol, who then developed a strange illness with symptoms of nausea and numbness in her extremities. Physicians detected an abnormal level of arsenic in Carol's system and suspected foul play. Frank's body was exhumed, and tests revealed that he had died of arsenic poisoning. Marie was arrested in October of 1979 for the attempted murder of her daughter, but when she was released on bond a month later, she promptly disappeared. Despite her indictment for murder, Marie remained a fugitive for more than three years before marrying John Homan in Florida under the alias Robbie Hannon in a bizarre turn of events marie invented a twin sister terry staged robbie's death and then returned to her husband pretending to be her grief-stricken twin the ruse was discovered and marie was sent to alabama where she was wanted on other charges her scheme fell apart and she was convicted of murder and attempted murder and sentenced to life in prison marie served four years of her sentence before she escaped during a furlough she was captured and died of hypothermia thereafter And with that, we come to the thrilling end of our episode uh, with some some nice true crime as a a little gift to you guys. You know, I said I didn't want to tackle it, but I feel pretty good when all of the information is just labeled out in a book for me. so. So we'll take it from there once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Both TJ and I truly do appreciate the support. I know she's not here at the moment, but that's okay, because I am. And you know what, in her place, I will say I love you guys very much. So uh, yeah, thank you. We're we're happy to have you here. And we look forward to uh, having you here next time, too.
1: Okay, so I just wanted to add the last little bit of this episode, which seems so disjointed and I apologize in advance, but in the jigs and the reels of my computer updating, I then had to go to therapy, which is a very important thing. So I ended up not being able to finish the actual episode. Richard continued just absolutely wonderfully. Um, so grateful for that. And I just want to piggyback off of what he was saying and say that we're so grateful for your support. We're so grateful that you listen to us every week. And we're so grateful that if you've joined us on Patreon, um, you know, it just it just fills my heart with warm, warm, warm hugs. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, sorry that I couldn't be here for the rest of it. I just listened through it while I was editing. And uh, yeah, I echo his sentiment. I can't believe that he said that he loved you. I want you all to look in the mirror and say, fuck, Richard loves me. This is a big moment. All right. Um, Have a great holiday season. This is the last episode um, of this year. Oh, my God. Have a happy new year. And don't feel any pressure that you need to fucking change your body or do anything about it. Because who cares? Be the same. (laughs) It's just another day. All right. uh, We will talk to you then thank you very much
0: goodbye